0: Welcome once again to Cinemaholic's Major Motion Podcast, where we talk about the biggest and the best films coming to theaters and streaming online from the San Francisco Bay Area. I am John Negroni, film editor for In Between Drafts, and well, I know listeners, you're ready, you're expecting me to say Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Will Ashton, Collider, all that stuff, Um, but unfortunately, Will couldn't make it, so we had to find somebody, the one person who I think uh, can can measure up to to, to Will the Thrill ashton when it comes to christmas horror movies and uh a long time long time cinemaholics guest had had him on since season one of the show he has more bylines than i can count um but i know for sure he's a co-founder of certified forgot is it certified forgot or certified forgotten
1: so, so certified forgotten but our handles are certified forgot just for
0: always s- remember, space yeah. reasons
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah um matt donato uh, you've written for Slash Film, Polygon, Fangoria. I mean, all of them. I mean, every. You, you have a byline for this podcast, basically. I don't know.
1: I have too many bylines myself to count, which is why I subscribe to Authory, the greatest tool in the fucking world about. Or, sorry, my left curse, I forgot.
0: Uh, it's, I can bleep you out. It's, okay. Uh, you, that, you know, that'll
1: be the one bleep then. That's the one bleep sure, that'll, sure. that'll get snuck in there. Uh, but yes, Authory, amazing thing for if you are a writer, journalist, anyone out there, freelancer especially. I highly recommend authory i do not get paid to say that but like john talking about the bylines and like yeah i do write a lot and i write a lot of places and sometimes even i forget when i'm like you know yeah. you send an article in and it doesn't post for a month and it just like randomly shows up Authory has saved my life on many occasions in that
0: well do you use like the the, the google alert thing because i, I had to turned it off at a certain point because it was just kind of it wasn't very helpful
1: so i never did like i I found the google alert to kind of just be like it would just pull random things up all the time and i felt like it was a little overwhelming um where authory is this wonderful (laughs) i was too famous for it (laughs) yeah like i'm just writing so much like i don't want to keep getting notified
0: (laughs) no no yeah yeah no i mean it's more of like i'm always in the news always making waves um
1: listen matt is out there he's out there in in the public
0: We we love having you on because I know you know we've had you on for different kinds of movies and we've had you for bonus shows and and, and one of the things I like about you is because you know I know when I'm going I know when I'm reading a Donato review there there's some folks I love them but I read their stuff and I'm like okay you know this is a review of a movie here's the synopsis here's what you think but when I read a Donato review I feel like I kind of have to like put my seatbelt on a little bit you know get a little cozy because um, I'm about to get punched in the face with some with some puns you know some similes and whatnot. So uh, yeah, always fun to have you on.
1: Yeah, I, I write how I would want to read someone else's writing, you know, like and if I'm not having fun with it, if I'm not like, you know, there's plenty of critics with the uh, collegiate backgrounds and are well researched and all these things. And right, that is the not grammar, one... right,
0: adherence, the... exactly the vocabulary, of, that?
1: like the entire dictionary in a single review. And like, that's just not me. And it's that's not a bad thing. It's just I know my voice. I know how I like to write. I know how I like to entertain people. So it's like, why am I going to be anybody but me?
0: I love it. I love it. Um, being true to yourself, kind of like how, you know, sometimes Santa Claus has to be true to himself. And that's kind of what brings us into violent night. And, uh, this is a bit of a, an unusual sort of Christmas movie. If you aren't caught up on the, really, there's a whole collection of against type Christmas movies that come out every year, but they don't usually get that much mainstream attention. I mean, the people show it for Anna versus the apocalypse or whatever it was called.
1: I I mean, not really like like it had a short theatrical run and it did get a lot of attention on Hulu, though Like they got a great, um, you know, drop on Hulu and it went to streaming. So that was when you know I go to Fantastic Fest. I I see it there premiering and it's like, Mm -hmm. okay Everyone watch out for this movie But it's hard for the general public to be like, all right Well, you just saw this at a film festival. When am I gonna get to see it? How am I going to get to and like The answer I always have is like I actually don't know like that is the problem where like, you know Orion, I, I think it was Orion though that did uh, go through with Anna. I, I don't quote me on that, but like a decent I thought it was Anna Perna,
0: but maybe I'm just taking Annapurna? the Anna and I'm messing that up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but in any case, yeah. So like it, it came and went to theaters. It was the whole thing of like, all right, well, it played a limited release. How are how are people in the middle of the country going to see it? But then Hulu, the streaming, the streaming bump mm-hmm. gave it its attention. So that was Anna was saved in a way by that.
0: There you go. I and mean, I mean, Krampus, I think was like the last time I remember. A more of like a Christmas. In that case, it was a Christmas horror movie. Violent Night is not a Christmas horror, but uh, you know it's it's kind of like an action with with some blood. But you know, Uh, this movie (laughs) uh, or Krampus, it was that was like the the first and last time in a while because I felt like there was a bit of a dry spell before that in terms of like mainstream. Like this isn't a lot of theaters. I saw Krampus at like an AMC. Like I feel like if Krampus came out this year, it would not be you know. It would it wouldn't even be on like Netflix or something. It would probably be on like Crackle Plus. Um, and I re- I really like that movie, but I don't know. I just I just get that sense, you know. Um, so I'm always happy when a movie like this, like I remember when the trailer came out, and it it sounded like it was getting some buzz. People were kind of impressed by the trailer, and then watching the movie itself, I was like, okay, you know, this this could be another little fun holiday tradition for a lot of people who love movies that are a little bit different. Um, but I'm I'm curious what you think of Violent Night. Let's set it up a little bit. Sure. Uh, so th- this movie is basically it, it, it's about like the real Santa Claus. He he actually exists and he's played by David Harbour, which a lot of us would have guessed um, that that's like his inevitable, like after Hellboy, you know, it's like, well, what's next?
1: Santa, uh, of course. Like, why not?
0: <laughs> it, it's of a piece, right? Um, he's like the real Santa, but he's kind of sick of it. He's over it. Being Santa has gotten kind of boring at this point. He's uh, it's Christmas Eve. He's on a bender. You know, you get the sense that he does this every year. He just, he drinks a lot in order just to get through the night. It's the holidays. Uh, Very relatable Santa. Um, But as he's kind of getting pretty drunk and and eating cookies and all that stuff, there's this family, this rich family in this mansion that gets taken over by these diehard-esque terrorists, mercenaries, whatever you want, led by John Leguizamo. And Santa kind of shows up in the middle of it and kind of has to save the day, has to uh, maybe tap into... Maybe the the true meaning of Christmas a little bit, you know. There's, there's like there's like some heartwarming sort of like okay, yeah, Santa's got to kick some butt, he's got to kill some bad guys, but what, what's it all really for, you know? And and that's kind of where the movie comes in. So Matt. Do you have expectations for this one? Did you kind of go into it like really hoping for something like really great? Or were you just kind of, where were you at with this?
1: I mean, I was coming into this for fun. I, it, the way that the trailers were selling it and the way that, you know, David Harbour coming in to really be the action hero type Santa, who is of the 80s action hero mentality. I, I never saw this as anything more than, I don't even want to say dumb fun, but it, I wasn't signing up to see the next Real great take on Christmas spirit, like, you know, the way it can get corrupted and all that nature. I want to see some ass kicking. I want to see maybe David Harbour gets a little, he gets to do his thing in a way that Hellboy did not let him and or like, you know, Hellboy was never even appreciated <laughs> for, the, for the amount that he put into it. So um, I want to see David Harbour just kind of get his time as this crazy B-movie action action bro in a way. Um, but my background, like talking about Christmas horror specifically um i I wrote on slash film about 130 different Christmas horror movies I've seen so far and like since then I keep adding to that list so like I've seen over at this point 140 I think Christmas horror movies and the amount of them that are actually good is maybe like 30 percent so the amount of terrible That's higher than I thought honestly yeah Straight up. Like literally, I, I would say 30% of those. And even then, like, maybe I'm overselling it. You're right. It's possible I'm overselling that number. But it, anyway, to say, though, that like I have seen a lot of really bad Christmas genre content, I've seen how bad it can be. So that already put like violent night a step above just because I'm getting an actual like blockbuster mainstream release in a way like I know it's not a massively million dollar budget by any means. But like it's going mainstream, and that's way more um, than a lot of Christmas horror. And, and to say what you were saying before with Krampus, like, what was the last Christmas horror movie before Krampus to even be in a theater? Like, I I can't name any off the top of my head, in a way. I'm
0: definitely blanking. I was trying to think of one on the spot, and I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Man. So,
1: it's, it's more an international phenomenon. It's not really a US thing. There's stuff like Rare Exports. There's stuff like Inside. Like, there are so many out there that got international treatment the way they deserve, but... I don't know, I guess we're too, you know, Americanized where like, we don't want to ruin the consumerist, like, you know, glory that is Christmas here. And we don't want to make everyone feel bad about it. We all got to be happy. So we keep spending money. Well, that's um, probably
0: why the way in on this is like, well, let's make it like diehard. Yeah, you know? it, so, right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I, so I came into it with that mentality. I knew what I was getting into. And we are, we are, pro- I am proven correctly in the opening scene when a drunk Santa vomits on a bar owner, um, because that's how it sets up like, the bar owner being like oh my god that really is santa and flying away and then santa as he comes back around drunkenly vomits on her so it's like okay we're getting we're this is a bad santa i
0: was i was hoping hoping though the reindeer would like shit on her or something but you know close enough
1: we knew we were getting one or the other there something like that But then to get into the movie itself, though, a little bit, and obviously, like, no spoiler territory, but just talking about the way it plays out. Like, I I think Violent Night does deliver on that premise. It delivers on the action, like, you know, where it's being produced by one half of the co-directors of John Wick. So, like, we know what kind of movie we're walking into. And the delivery upon it, like, David Harbour does great action choreography. Like, all the mercenaries do a pretty good job of, like, the fight sequences. And it does get a lot bloodier than I was expecting. Maybe not as quickly as I wanted it to, but some things happen. Santa gets a hold of a uh, iconic weapon that he will take through the rest of the movie. And blood, it just starts squirting everywhere. And you get your Christmas kills, too. Like, you get plenty of the, the sharpened candy cane, the icicle, anything you can think of. Like, it's so Christmas forward in that mentality. So for those reasons, yes, thank you, Violent Knight. Like, you, you've given me what I wanted. <laughs>
0: You could literally like watch these scenes and it's like he's looking for the most festive weapon, right? He, he's like looking, there's like a gun on the table and he's like, mm, I don't know. What about this? Like this actually like, you know, th- I could like choke somebody with this garland. That's way smarter. Yeah, no, I mean, this movie, while I've watched and thought about this movie, it's like there's, there's like this little devil on my shoulder. Maybe it's an angel. And they're just sort of like, John, John, this movie is so shaggy. You know, it's like that was like, oh, that moment with like the kid is like so cringy. And I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> I don't care. Like I'm having the time of my life right now. Um, yeah, I it, it's definitely a weird one because like when it starts off, it's so small scale too, because like they're just like in a mansion. It's like not even that big of a mansion. Like it's not like the Jurassic Fallen Kingdom, whatever mansion even. Um, so I was kind of like, OK, like is this this probably isn't going to go as hard as I thought. But then like, I don't know, they they find they find some clever ways to like make it a little bit bigger. What about the message, though? Because the message comes in and it's a little bit more like Santa's having his, you know, existential crisis, uh, maybe some marriage problems. that don't get that explored. Uh, And then his uh, backstory, which, you know, I don't want to give away because I think it's kind of fun to sort of like explain like, okay, why is this Santa kind of different from the Coca-Cola version? But uh, did did the message work for you at all? Do you feel like, you know what? This Christmas, I'm going to be less of a Scrooge, Matt Donato. So,
1: yes, and I was a little surprised that it did because I agree with what you were just saying there. I think it is a little more surface value in the sense that we're here for the entertainment. We're here to get just what is sold on the tin, and that's bloody, chaotic Christmas action. Um, I don't feel like it does that well with the subplots. You're just mentioning the, the the marital problems between Mr. and Mrs. Claus is one of them. But then you do have some other family subplots that I don't really explore that well. And while I do think the mercenaries are all good with the action choreography and the fight sequences do dazzle, um, I do think that some of the performances of the other mercenaries aren't as good. So, like, basically, you were here for Harbor and the movie knows that. So it puts all its you know toys in that sack, to say, for keeping with the hol- holiday metaphor. Um, and the message that goes along with all of that is this pretty simple, familiar, like, Santa doesn't really want to do this anymore because we all suck like his naughty list grows every year the nice list goes down kids just want electronic toys that are going to be outdated in half a year you know when they create the next version and it's just not fun anymore like you know like we are we're taking all of the worst messages from the consumerist elements of it and like you know the, what we spend and what we focus on we've lost track of what christmas is and we've seen that 27 times over like you could turn on the hallmark channel right now and i'm sure there is a christmas movie about the same exact thing but does it endure I think at the end it kind of does a little bit. <laughs> the violence gets us there. That's, it's weird to say, like, the violence being the one thing that is different from all the other Christmas movies out there. Because if you turn the Hallmark movie on right now, it's probably a rom-com or a rom drum, something of that nature. Um, just the the gauntlet that Santa has to go through to have his epiphany and all the things that happen to him, that's yeah. what endures. So that's, that's where I think the message gets saved.
0: It's the contrast, you know. It's like it's what suckers you into the really like rote sort of like. All right, here's the you know the reason for the season, but like because they they dress it up and all the kills and everything. It's like taking something familiar and dressing it in something that seems or feels kind of new. Um, particularly toward the end of this movie, because I agree that it takes a little bit too long to get to the good stuff here. In like the first real action scene, I was a little bit like wait a second like this doesn't seem as like visceral but it, as it goes like the stunt work really starts to come through and I gotta say I mean the last last like 30 minutes or so personally I think it kind of peaks with the uh, there's an attic scene and I think after that it, it kind of teeters out but like I want to say there's like a stretch of like 20 minutes in this movie involving a shed in an attic where I just could not stop smiling I was just like oh my god I can't You know, I think like every other critic in the universe is like Christmas miracle, you know, like writing down in their notes feverishly. Um, So, yeah, it's it's just a movie with it. uh, It it, it has uh, way more great moments than I was expecting. I'll say that it's more of like a and again, I don't want people to go into it being like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be like brutal, gnarly. It's like it's got a couple of like like you said, like pretty tough, like brutal scenes, but it's more of an action comedy more than anything else. Right.
1: Yeah, it's playing off, again, the the quote that is getting plastered on everything is, like, the first person who said, die hard meets home alone. Like, that's what this is. Like, it's right on the package. That's how it's sold. And David Harbour is doing his John McClane-isms when, like, he kills somebody. And then like, the dead body's right next to him with the uh, star Christmas tree topper poked through his eye. And, like, it's just Santa laying next to a dead body, like, exasperated, but also just being like, uh, such a hard day at the office, like shit, like that, like it, that. That is the what Harbor's doing so well, and I think Harbor is also the reason to watch this movie. Every single scene, I I, I love what Leguizamo does as Mr. Scrooge, the villain of the movie, who is commanding all these mercenaries. Um, he is obviously a great counterpart, and there are, are other great performances among the family members. But David Harbor just owns this movie, and he it, it looks like he is having the time of his life playing this Santa who is trying to s- rediscover the magic of the season through just completely brutal mutilations. And again, it doesn't get there until a little later on, I agree. Like, it's it's a slower start kind of action film. But maybe that was by design. Maybe they really wanted that, like, back half <laughs> violence to really hit that hard. That it kind of let us maybe see those less bloodless kills and less kind of, like, intense action choreography until then.
0: Yeah, because like, I, did, I didn't know that this was Tommy Workola going in. I didn't, I didn't watch the trailer. I did know that uh, it was the producers of Nobody, you know. so I knew like David Leash was uh, involved to some extent. And uh, watching it, though, I kept thinking to myself because it seemed to me like the dad was really Miss Cass. And I, I was like, it, it, something about this guy seems a little off. And I couldn't quite place it. And no disrespect to the guy. He's probably sweet and nice. But uh, I, I just wasn't kind of feeling the performance for whatever reason compared to most of the people around him and uh and then then when i saw it was tommy Ricola, I was like oh yeah well that was not tommy raccola <laughs> but i thought maybe like the director was like starring you know like maybe doing a jim cummings sort of thing but that was not the case i was very wrong uh it was just a little weird um that's okay uh tommy raccola though who uh, he made that uh nazi zombie movie uh, or I think the sequel, he made both of them, He made, right? two of them. Dead, he made, dead he snow made dead, and snow.
1: And dead snow, dead snow, red vs. dead. Uh, he that's also did right. ha- Hansel and Gretel, Gretel, witch hunters. Uh, he's that's the one also, most
0: people probably have seen already or at yeah. least are aware of. Yeah.
1: Um, also the trip, which went to Netflix. Uh, I, I think Ricola is a fantastic genre director. Um, the, dead Snow no two specifically like Dead Snow, is
0: Tommy Ricola, you know, denier. Sorry, way.
1: yes, that was uh, Rogers having his two cents about Terminator. But like specifically <laughs> Dead Snow is the hardcore just regular horror zombie film. Where Dead Snow 2, you see some a lot of like the violent Knight personality in Dead Snow 2 because he just goes crazy. He goes with comedy, he goes we're just going to have fun with this insane concept. So I think he was a really smart choice for this and the brutality of that violence I definitely comes from his horror background. Um so I I I want this to do very well because I kind of feel like Recola could have had a bigger moment d- if Hansel and Gretel led to more, you know, it led to a sequel or other opportunities, but it didn't, and he kind of went away again from US U.S. Uh, yeah. Hollywood, and I, that that was a bummer to me because I was like, no, the Dead Snow guy deserves so much stuff because I I I love unabashedly both of those Dead Snow movies.
0: We'll we'll be taking a look at some of the uh, the reactions here in a second, and uh, but I will say, uh, box office wise, I checked mm-hmm. it out, and yep. it's made back its budget already. But it's a low budget; it's twenty million dollars, which you know that's not super high for uh, an action movie for sure, but uh, certainly very respectable. And it's you know it's a movie that I don't think it needed all that much you know in intensity and special effects it's got a little bit but it's it's more grounded the the stunt work like i said before it's actually pretty well done uh kind of gets the the point across and also some of the there's a little bit of that charm to it that sort of like vhs quality aspect to the the sets and how minimal it is at times but yeah box office wise it's already made 20.4 million so and that's only in a a weekend so i'm thinking this one's going to do pretty well for workola hopefully that's going to lead to some uh more stuff for him coming soon here. But, uh, you know, Matt, it, it's been a while since you were, you've you been on the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Will and I started this thing. Um, it's become an institution. Uh, it's America's favorite game show. It's called the Rotten Tomatoes game. Okay. Um, and, you know, this can be tough because, you know, you're, you're, you're a fellow Rotten Tomatoes guy. I mean, you've probably seen the score already, but the, the conceit is that Will has to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score, among other things, okay. um, without looking. And sometimes okay. he gets spoiled on it because we follow it with like discussing film. And then, I mean, they're just sort of like Rotten Tomatoes. They give you the updates, you know, but uh, sometimes it, it changes so much that he still gets it. He still gets it wrong. So if you can indulge me, when when was the last time you saw the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie at all?
1: I did not look. I, I can say honestly, I have not looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score. I have not seen it. So we're I'm coming in fresh. I am the hands over your heart. This. I
0: see it. Yep. I believe you unequivocally. Um, so we're going to go for this. Okay. So here are your hints, right? We have 142 reviews counted. Um, mine's counted in there. I think yours is too. And uh, what do you think? Cause we'll do the critic score. We'll do the audience score and I'll check to see if we have a cinema score too. And then a letterbox will finish. I, it do, out, I so. do
1: know the cinema score. That's the only thing I know because I was just writing about wow. violent night and I looked that up, but that's, that's all I know. I just know the cinema.
0: I don't know. So I don't know the cinema scores. So maybe okay. you'll turn the tables on okay. me for that one, but for RT for at this moment, yeah, what do you think? What's your best guess? What do you got?
1: I think that this is crowd-pleasing enough where there's not enough here for critics to really hate. It's just an action movie, and it, it is honest about that, and it doesn't try to do anything that I think might piss off critics. I don't know. I'm going to say this one's going to sit at, like, I'm going to say this is sitting at a 60, 65 to 70, somewhere in there.
0: That's a, You're in the right zone. Okay. I'm, I'm liking this zone you're in. So, you
1: know? I I will I will it, on that then to give you an actual number. I'm I'm going to go 69.
0: Nice. 59? 69, 69. Oh, 60, Nice. Um I'm glad you committed to that. Uh I did. I did. Yeah, you, you're close, you're close. You're only a okay. couple points off, which I mean, you had out 0 to 100. You had a pretty good uh yeah, you had, you had a tough one there, but it it it's actually 71. It's bumped okay. up a little bit. Funny enough, it was at 64 for a couple days. And uh I was certainly I found that pretty upsetting and even disgusting to a certain degree. Um because I I was like, come on, this guy this should this at least deserves to be on the seventies. I don't want it higher yeah. than the seventies. I don't want people to lose their their heads here. No. But yeah, 71, decent number there. Not certified fresh, but uh I think that's what it I think it's happy that way. I think David Harper was looking at that and being like, Good.
1: Get it is not Hellboy. So I think David Harper's doing <laughs> quite all true. right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, he can definitely hang his hat on this one. Uh, what about audience score? We have 500 plus verified ratings. This is always the hard one. You just I'm like, going
1: to say I'm going to say this is higher. I'm going to give the audience score an 80 percent and see how close I am.
0: It it is higher. Okay, but yeah, you're you're off a little bit. Um audience score is tough. It's actually 90 percent, and I, I think that makes sense to me because, like, come on, critics can watch this and be a little bit like, ho ho. You know, hold back a little bit on your expectations. Yeah, but ninety uh, percent, I think that I think audiences are watching this and being like, "Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty chill. Um, so you know the the Score, I don't. I'm gonna give my guess. I'm between a B plus and an A minus on this one. I'm sure. gonna go with my gut because I see this audience score here. I'm gonna say A minus. What do we got?
1: Well, I it, so when I looked uh, as of today, the the thing I said was it was a B plus. So you you were close, but the B plus was, was close. the official. I,
0: I got, I got a little bit too excited. Yeah. You know, I,
1: that 90% is pretty aggressive for me on the audience score because I, <laughs> it, the movie does deliver what's, what's packaged, but that 90% is kind of like, all right guys, like, what what are we doing here? All
0: right. Yeah. It, it steered me in a certain direction. We'll say that much. Uh, we'll finish this out with the letterbox rating. Now we get the emails, you know, we, we get the, the notifications. People are like, Matt Donato again. I want to be on Cinemaholics. I want to be on the show. I want to be on the podcast. What do what I got? What do I got to do? Um, well, one of the reasons I reached out to Matt was because he's on letterbox.com, our favorite website, America's favorite website. Uh, and I saw that you watched the movie and I was like, man, I want to talk to Matt about this movie. So letterbox check it out. I mean, it's, it's, where, it's where the, I don't want to say cool kids, the uncool film kids are hanging. Um, that's where you'll find us. But yeah, I don't know if you've seen the average rating, zero to five. Um, 18,000 watches. That's pretty low for this box office. And also like it is like the main, I think it's the yeah, main
1: release this weekend. There's really that, no competition. Yeah. Low. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, But what do you think? What is, what do you think the average rating is now?
1: I'm going to throw that average rating at. I, so now the 90% is now messing with me here because I'm like, if it, if it has a 90% on rotten for the audience, <laughs> but I think letterbox has that mix of, try hard critics and like just yeah. absolute couch surfers who just want to see everything so i think it's got
0: the 19 year olds and they're right they're here they're Exa- exactly
1: it. so i think it's going to be a little more down to earth than the 90 percent, but still on the uh, i'm gonna say a three i'm gonna go three and a half i think that three and a half is pretty much where it's gonna be
0: it's a really good guess i mean that's three and a half is what you gave it you know, exactly you yeah three so and a half stars
1: I, and obviously i'm right you, because i am you know you're
0: a populist yeah you're you know you speak for the people you have your finger on the pulse. uh you're only 0. 0.1 off oh, 0.1 3.4 right. i would have done the same thing though that was that was a smart smart direction it's,
1: to get it's, the 3.5 is just such a like that's that's my barrier for are you confident enough or are you actually good and like en- engaging and so like for me violent knight goes to the good and engaging side
0: yeah. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, people I know who watched it and logged it and everything. It's mostly threes and three and a half. So I mean, that's, that's right where I think it belongs. You know, it's just that kind of movie. So if you want to check out Violent Night, it is now playing in theaters. I think it's probably going to have a pretty decent theatrical run because it doesn't have ton, a ton of competition until uh, I guess Avatar comes out, unless I'm forgetting what's coming up, which I tend to do. But uh, yeah, uh, Matt, do you have anything to plug before we uh, get on out of here? Anything else you've been working on or watching that you're like, yeah. um, all right,
1: I will I will plug if you like *Violent Night. There's a movie called Deadly Games that you have to go see. It is a movie from 1989 that just got a U.S. release like Deadly Games, Deadly Games. So deadly game. it's a French movie that was Home Alone before Home Alone to the point where the director wanted to sue Home Alone. But wow. it just never got U.S. Distro. And what it is, is it's the reverse Violent Night. And I kind of laughed when I saw, like, Die Hard meets Violent Night is the is now this the quote that is stuck forever with Violent Night. But that was Deadly Games first. And I really want Violent hmm. Night to be the entry point now for, like, I just wrote a piece on, for Bloody Disgusting that is basically, if you like Violent Night, you're going to love Deadly Games. Um So okay, I'm saying...
0: Is this the kind of version of Santa where he's like a serial killer basically?
1: So it's the, yes. So it's swapped where the, the, the boy who is home alone on Christmas Eve is the action hero. And Santa is actually a deranged mall Santa psychopath who breaks in and starts hunting him. So you get all the home alone traps. You get this kid who is obsessed with eighties action heroes and like dresses like Rambo and stuff. It's so much fun. So, Hmm. uh, it, it is, I, I, it's only on Shutter right now, I believe. So you do have to get a Shutter subscription to watch it. But for a whole month, you can pay for $4 uh, on Shutter and get the entire library they have at your fingertips. With yeah, w I forget Games if they group. have a free
0: trial too. That might be available. It might so. as well.
1: So that, that yeah. is my plug to plug another movie. But also, Matt Donato at Donato Bomb, Letterboxd, Instagram, Twitter, Hive, if it ever comes back. And, uh, <laughs> you know, f- look at me, f- look at me on Authory, And then also my podcast, a co host called Certified Forgotten where we review horror movies, or sorry, we, we don't review, we, we rediscover horror movies with ten or Less, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, critic reviews. So that is our, our little thing that we do on the side to say, hey, let's talk about movies that no one's talking about, which is great for SEO.
0: Sounds great. Sounds great. And we'll be linking, of course, to your Twitter and, and everybody go check that stuff out. Uh, will and I will be back next week. I think we're going to be talking about The Whale and uh, that's not my decision. That's just uh, how the algorithm gods have deemed it. Um, because, uh, yeah, there's not much else <laughs> coming out that I think is on our radar, except for uh, Pin- I would rather talk about Pinocchio personally. But uh, uh, I don't know if you've seen Pinocchio, Matt Donato.
1: It is wonderful.
0: I I think it's the best animated movie of the year. Um, I've been mulling over it and I'm like, yeah, this is the one. Um,
1: it's got it's got competition, but I don't think the competition is strong enough to beat uh, Pinocchio. Agreed. Agreed. but. Uh well
0: can't wait to have you back Matt thanks again and uh yeah we'll see y'all in the next one